and welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram, threads, and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, and on Twitter slash X at BlockTalkNYC for all the latest news, reviews, and interviews. After 14 seasons and 149 episodes, the drag race year has come to an end in 2023, but really 2024. We were served an array of iconic moments, major milestones that will go down in history, and casts of drag artists that are about to take over the mother-tucking world. It's time to celebrate them all in the Block Talk Drag Race End of the Year Awards. And joining me to celebrate it all are the Block Talk Race Drag Race All-Star OG Fag, Precious Envy, Zach Iconic, Welcome to the show. I feel like it was only yesterday we were talking about the cast of season 15, and then there were 14 more seasons right after that. Wild, wild times. They move fast. Listen, I had somebody tell me that there may be about 20 coming in 2024, and I said, bring it. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm here for it. Let's do it. Um, before I hear about your opinions on certain things, I just want to share the total episodes of the year. 16 episodes for Drag Race 15, 8 Drag Race Belgique, 8 Drag Race Severia, 12 Drag Race Espana 3, 12 Drag Race All-Stars 8, 12 Drag Race Mexico, 9 Drag Race France 2, 8 Drag Race Down Under 3, 12 Drag Race Philippines 2, 12 Drag Race Brazil, 12 Drag Race Germany, 10 Drag Race UK 5, 12 Drag Race Italia 3, 9 Canvas Drag Race 4. I feel like we're really not doing a good job of doing the right amount of numbers of episodes for each season. What are they? Wh why? Why do we start with 12 for a beginning season, have 10 for a fifth season of UK, and Down Under can't even figure out how to make a season work? What what, well, what do we need to do here? I mean, for Down Under, they got to figure out a budget first. So let's just say that part. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know what Canada, like, what kind of deal they had, but for them to only have nine episodes, I feel like they could have had more episodes. They, at this point, yeah, they got to they gotta up it up a little bit. Totally. But 16 in America, I don't know. That, that feels a little long for me, but we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I don't want you to tell me why exactly, because we'll discuss them each in a moment. But I would like to hear your top five seasons of the year. And I, I'll start with mine. For me, fifth place goes to Drag Race 15. Fourth place, Drag Race Germany. Third place, Drag Race Mexico. Second place, Drag Race Sveria. First place, Drag Race France 2. Precious, let's begin with you. Give me your top five. Wait, I sent them to you. I have to remember what I sent you. See, this um, is what I was like. Just keep them in your, your mind. There you go. <laughs> Um, I did. Where, where the hell did I get? Um, five would be Germany. Um, oh, there it is. Uh, five would be Germany. Four would be Canada. Three UK. Two Philippines. One France. Interesting. Interesting. Zach, give me your five. Okay, so I did change my answer because I just can't put down under in my top five. Sorry, <laughs> not sorry. 
So I did Drag Race Philippines and then All Stars 8, UK 5, Drag Race Season 15, and then Canada's Drag Race Season 4. Right, OG? Yeah, so I think for me, I would do 5 France. Uh, I would do Season 15 at 4. Then I would do 3 Sweden um to brazil and canada as number one very interesting very interesting what we're, we're going to find out why these came to be where they are um and i know people are going to be like why didn't you rate a queen version do like when you place no we're not no that's <laughs> we'll do that next year um but very very interesting to see how this all shakes up because our voters our listeners really really made things very interesting um, because it was a nice spattering. There are a couple franchises that really didn't get much love. Um, but overall, I feel like there were certain franchises that got a lot of love. So we're going to start off with the listener's favorite season. Does anyone want to make a prediction? I oh. think it's going to be France, maybe. Okay, we got a France vote. Um, I think it might be 15. All right. Precious, you want to throw one in? I would say either 15 or All-Stars 8. I feel like most people are going to always give the U.S. more love than the other ones. Especially if you have someone who's just like, oh, I'll fill this out. I don't know who any of these are. U.S., 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 U.S. Yeah, that's how I was trying to think of it, too. Like, maybe what the listener base is uh, watching the most. But I do recall, we had a lot of people that were listening to the Sweden recaps. So I'm we very sure interested. Did. We sure did. Um, so here we go. Third place with 14.3% of the vote, Drag Race Germany. Second place with 21.4% of the vote, Drag Race 15. First place, the listeners' favorite season with 31% of the vote, Drag Race France 2. Oh, all right. Oh, wow. It so might have been because right. of that one time that Nikki Doll shared my reel and I got like 17,000 uh, views on it. Uh, so that might have helped a little bit. Just saying. With that, we're going to talk about our first season, which is Drag Race France 2. Our winner was Kiona. Some of the highlights of the season included her having the best track record, beating out the queen with the most wins in the season with Sarah, we had some very shocking eliminations and the music drag. It was a pretty good season. It had, it checked off all the boxes. OG, talk to me about Drag Race France 2. What was it that made it so special? I think that it was a combination of things. I mean, I think that they had a great recipe in terms of chemistry for the cast and the makeup. Mm -hmm. And I just think that that camaraderie and when you're able to get that sense from the contestants that they're really just enjoying being with each other and rallying around one another it's going to really set you up for a great season I mean I'm just thinking as well about all of the really wonderful conversations they were able to have with Moon and with Mami Wata and just so many of those really important personal pieces of the contestants lives that came to the forefront that I think really gave the season a really wonderful inflection in that regard Absolutely. Precious, what are your thoughts on Drag Race France 2? Um, well, I vote, I was part of the percentage that voted at number one. Um, I thought it was a great second season where a lot of the first, like, season one was a good first season already with Nikki Doll. 
I felt like Nikki kind of came more into her own this time around. It felt a lot more natural. Um, the cast was really good and well-rounded with in the, with the individuals. And I thought like the challenges were really good. The musical, you know, had them all bawling. Um, the fact that they got an actual finale all uh US mm -hmm. that you haven't seen outside. I think Thailand's Thailand did one. Very much the same uh across the board. Uh but yeah, I liked I like that it's growing. Zach, any thoughts on Drag Race France too? Um it definitely had an impact. That's why I was thinking France too, just because out of a lot of the seasons, it's the one that I saw a lot like being reshared and being reposted, especially like Kiona's runways. And mm -hmm. even like you said, like the France line finale, like the fact that they got to do that shows that the franchise is growing. And Nikki Doll as a host too is really cool. Like I know people were underestimating her, but I just love that she has one of the best season seasons of the year. And that's the you team. know what? She, it, it's true. Now, last year, she was very surprised that the listeners voted her um, best host. Will she be a repeat? We're going to find out shortly. Um, but fun news, if you haven't heard, Kiona is going to be a part of the French version of Dance with the Stars. Yeah, it's booked and busy. Uh, I mean, we know the bitch can dance, but yeah. whoever her partner is better be tall because she, she's a tall lady. <laughs> All right. We're going to move on to our next category, which is favorite winner. Let's hear some predictions. Zach, I want to hear from you first. Uh, my prediction is going to be who I voted for, which is Sasha Colby. All right. OG. I'm going to second that. It's just got to be Sasha Colby, the queen. Precious. Uh, I'll go with my winner, Jimbo. Jimbo. Okay. Well, I will tell you, Jimbo did not place in the top three. Jimbo actually placed in fourth. Oh, oh sacrilege. Our top three. In third place, the artist formerly known as Admira Th Thunder Pussy, Admira, because I guess we're not allowed to do the Thunder Pussy no more. Second place, Pandora Knox. And first place, Sasha Colby. Uh, not very shocking here, but I think... Um, representation is very much important and really showcased uh, some of our winners this year. Uh, so very, very exciting to see those results. Um, just talking about winners overall. Did we have a good year with winners? Cause I feel like we didn't, I think we had some top tier and then we had people who have a crown. Say this their names, <laughs> their names. This um, was I think one they, of the good though, as far as like Kiona and Sasha Colby, like those are two winners that I feel like people are going to remember for a long time. Sure. It, th I will say this was like one of those years where it really did go to the person with the best track record. Even in some cases, you're like, but should they still win? Right. Um, let's call her out, Petita. Um, that that's well. Thing. I was that, also that, thinking season... captivating cat cat well, was another cat one. That's a whole another one. Um, but between Batita and captivating cat cat, um, I still think Isis is not a great winner. Um, I mean, it, it was a weird season for Down Under. But then you have Brazil, where Oganza, who should have been a superstar, left being mediocre because the fans did not like her presence. It was a very strange year when it came to winners. As much as yeah. I love me some Lena Galore. 
did she really beat Melissa Bianchini? I don't think so. It was just weird. So I, I'm very curious to see how um, longevity works. And if I were to do like a whole ranking of winners based on their performance on the show, I feel like 2023 has a lot of people in the low area. Just saying. Yeah, I think that's fair. But also for what it's worth, I think what you were saying before is true too, though. I feel as though there were definitely a pocket of winners from this year that were really, really strong, really well-rounded, sure. diverse, really interesting. So I think there's something to be said for that for a handful of the seasons too. Absolutely. All right, we're going to move over to favorite contestant. Um, this one got a lot of votes. So I'm, uh, when we go through this, I will go and tell you everyone who got the votes, then I'll give you the top three. Does anyone want to throw out a name? Anitra. Anitra. Okay, we got a, a Anitra out there. Yeah, I'm gonna throw out actually Jessica Wild. All right, Precious. Who 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 is it gonna be? Um, I for even forgot who I voted for. Shit. Um, I'm gonna go with Ovi Cunt. All right. Okay. Uh, Ovi Cunt did not get any votes, so clearly you did not vote for Ovi Cunt. Oh, um, I told you this was a Sophie's choice. Tied for sixth place, we had Clover Bish, Edna Sorgelson. Lena Galore, Melissa Bianchini, Pandora Knox, and Sasha Colby. Fifth place, Gabriella Labucci, Matraka, Metamorcade, Tamara Thomas. In fourth place was Anitra. Here are our top three. Mm -hmm. In third place, uh, our Swedish friends really love them some admire Thunderpussy. Yeah. Second place, <laughs> with gratitude, Melinda Verga. First place goes to Jessica Wilde with 23%. Hey. Um, so, yeah, clearly you don't have to win to be a superstar. Doesn't Melinda Verga know that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, listen, she really reigns supreme. You don't need to win. It's not what you do on the show. It's what you do after the show. Because there's a bunch of winners where you're like, what What are they doing? Yeah. But like the people who were like fifth, you're like, their career's thriving. So Yeah, and I think that's just so true of where we're at in Drag Race, right? I mean, as we're sitting here talking about the huge number of seasons that we had in 2023, I think in order to really stand out and be memorable and have a lasting impression on the fans, it's just about really being able to have a moment or a couple of moments in your season that are memorable, that people are going to continue to reference and will totally just take on a life of their own. And mm -hmm. Melinda Verga definitely did that, as did Jessica Wilde. Exactly. Uh, Zach, what are your thoughts on Miss Jessica Wilde? Were you happy to see oh, her I'm back in very, I'm very proud of Jessica for taking home an award for All-Stars 8. Um, so at least All-Stars 8 is doing something. We don't know what else All-Stars 8 come in. <laughs> but Jessica Wilde did have a lot of good moments on the show. So rightfully well, deserved. You guessed it. We're going to talk about All-Stars 8 right now. The winner is the non-American Jimbo. It was the season of the Fame Games. Jimbo dominated. Alexis Michelle, in my opinion, got shafted, and Candy Muse was Candy Muse. Oh, and Heidi and Closet Quip. Zach, talk to us about what the legacy of All Stars Eight is going to be because I can't figure it out. Um, I think it was a building period for the franchise. I think they needed that limbo between seven and what will be nine to like understand how to do a different format because we have all these winners and then you bring back early outs and a mixture of fan favorites. Um, it definitely takes some work. And I think that um, it had ups and downs, but definitely not the best season of All-Stars or anything. Yeah. Now, OG, I know that I um, defamed your love Candy Muse a little bit just now, but um, 
we did get to see everybody through the fame games. Was that a good thing as a viewer? Yeah, I mean, of course, I always tell everyone I am a very toxic Candy Muse fan, so I will never get enough of her and I will never apologize for it. Put her on every season for all I care. <laughs> and I think, you know, in terms of the fame games, I think that it is tough because I feel as though maybe there's a way to revamp it and rethink it a little bit more to make it even more impactful because I feel as though people are still going to ultimately defer to who their own personal favorites are and who they've really enjoyed seeing on past seasons. I think there is a great portion of it, which is being able to see all of the continued work that all the queens did to prepare for their seasons. I mean, I think that we got to see some really incredible runway looks ultimately from a lot of the cast, which was really, again, wonderful to see it showcased in that newer way in that regard. But, you know, I don't know if it was necessarily the most impactful. Right. Now, Precious. Mm-hmm. We've had a little bit of time away from the season. Do you think the judging was accurate or was the judging predetermined? I think it was predetermined. Yeah. Uh, there were a lot of instances where you, you, especially just watching Untucked and the fa- and the episode where Heidi's like, I'm kind of over this. Like I can see through the bullshit. I know who the producers want. The producers don't want me. And and then being like, here, let's put that mic audio all the way up so that way the, the audience can hear this because this is going to be your storyline for the next like two episodes. Right. Um, I I'm a huge Jimbo. Stan. I do. I would have preferred the top two to be Jimbo and Jessica Wild um, over Candy because those two were my girls the whole season. Um. I like the fame games and only the aspect of the fact that they spend so much money to do all stars, like tr- probably triple from what they do a regular season. So it's nice to be like here, you're actually going to get to see all the hard work that they put into the package. Cause when you're the first out, you just lost like what? $10,000 uh, in, in clothes that you can't showcase that you can't photo shoot and you have to wait to photo shoot and all that other bullshit. Um, yeah. I mean, I if you're Alexis I, Michelle, I'm happy you Jim. Sell all your I'm happy Jimbo won, but it's uh, but yeah, it's it, it was it felt very much like we the the show was decided before they even like opened the front door. Now, Zach, I saw you had a little bit, a little bit of a reaction uh, to the predetermined uh, judging. Um, they definitely had a winner in mind. I feel like for them to make the exception for Jimbo to be on like an American All Stars, especially with Global All Stars coming up. They definitely, well, I wouldn't say they. Rue definitely wanted Jimbo to win. Like, yeah, that was very clear. It was, it was mm-hmm. definitely very clear. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see how All Stars Nine shakes up. We're not going to talk about specific spoilers, um, but yes, a lot of things they learned on All Stars Eight are going to be incorporated in All Stars Nine, um, and we'll see how that turns out. Let's move on to favorite drag host. Precious, give me a name. Who do you think it is? Um, I went with break Barbie breakout. I thought I thought they were wonderful as a first time host. OG. I'm gonna go for the repeat with Nikki Dahl. All right. Zach, who do you think it is? Queen Mother RuPaul. All right. Uh, this year, RuPaul actually does make the top three. Um, but it's a tie for third place between RuPaul and Barbie Breakout. Second place goes to Brooklyn Heights, who's finally coming into her own. 
And it is, in fact, a repeat. 33.3% have gone to Nikki Doll. I can't wait to tell her the grand news. I mean, <laughs> more proof that you do not have to win to prove that you can host. Oh, of course. 100%. Other contestants who were con- former contestants that are hosts did not get votes. So maybe their second year, they'll do a little better. We will see how they go. Um, but yeah, it was very weird because people like Priscilla had a better year than she's ever had. Supreme Deluxe just had a terrible fucking year because the hobbies ruined everything for her. It was so strange. But then you have Barbie Breakout who literally broke out and, and was easily one of the kindest humans to ever Mm -hmm. host the show i don't know if any of y'all saw the live from the red carpet from DragCon uk um first off apparently she knows michelle perfect fluent english not even a fucking accent in that bitch i was so impressed i'm i'm a big fan of hers um and you know what brooklyn did have a good season she did have a good season and it's also be- mostly because she wore Vivian Westwood inspired the week after that happened. <laughs> Absolutely. She's smart. She's smart. Well, Nikki Doll, congratulations. Very proud of you. But we're going to talk about Drag Race Germany right now. The winner, making history as the first AFAB winner, Pandora Knox. Barbie Breakout became a huge breakout, even though she was technically a co-host with her lover or whatever they are and then the story of tessa testicles and the never-ending lip syncs precious i would like you to start discussing drag race germany because i know you uh enjoyed this season i did i chose the top four in our in our in our uh, initial ranking video episode um yeah i really enjoyed germany uh i thought it was the, the cast was even people I didn't think I was going to like, I fell in love with. Like, Barbecue, I was like, two episodes, I already stole my heart. Um, I can't wait for Test Testicle to meet Alyssa Edwards and Global All-Stars. If that's um, a thing, if that's a thing that happens, I don't know if that's a thing. It could be a thing, we don't know. Thing. I'm all, spo- people, Listen, people read the, shit. The two, of them have, the two of them have gone on lives together. They're not even keeping secrets, so it is what it is. <laughs> I'm all, the, like, Pandora Knox literally walked in saying, bitch, I'm serving, and y'all gonna lick everything I drop. Uh, it was just such a well. I just loved the cast. It was just. It was just so much fun. It was a fun thing. And then Herbert. Herbert. Yeah. We Herbert, never met Herbert. 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 I wanted to meet Herbert. I want to know who Herbert is. I'm so pissed off. We never got to meet Herbert. I do hope we get to meet Herbert though. If Diane Brill does not pop up on a season two, I would not be shocked. I want Herbert as a replacement. Literally. Um. OG, talk to me about Drag Race Germany and let me know if you had a lover that you were lip syncing against, would you make out with them on stage during lip sync for your life? Oh, period. I think you really have to take that moment just for the drama and the iconography of it all. So I think you have to go for that and not miss a beat. So especially with the song. Yes, exactly. Like you have to do it. But yeah, I think the Drag Race Germany was just, especially for a first season, it was such a wonderful mix of all of the things that can really make for a successful season. There were some great personalities, really strong runway looks from a lot of the queens. You know, we got to have Pandora Knox as a really original winner for the first time across the franchises. So we had really special moments like that. 
And then also you still had plenty of the really wonderful, silly things that make Drag Race great, right? Like, I mean, I will never forget when they did the interview with Tessa Testicles tights and like her <laughs> putting her ass against the mirror for her farewell message. It's, you know, it's things like that that are like, it connects. It was really a wonderful season that connected Drag Race back to, I think, a lot of its roots in just being silly, funny, campy, but also still carrying impactful messages, bringing really important queer work to the forefront uh, and really celebrating it in so many ways. And, and and yeah, we 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 had a lot of comedy challenges. I know Miss um, Pandora was not happy about that. Um, now, Zach, we did get a lip sync of Kim Petras on Drag Race Germany. We did not get an appearance from Kim Petras on Drag Race Germany. We will be getting an appearance on Drag Race UK versus World Two of Kim Thank Petras. God. Do you think season two of Drag Race Germany will be uh, have an episode with Kim Petras in the flesh? Probably not. I don't see her getting double booked. You listen, listen. We are we are already getting a double booking with Iconopop next week on uh, Drag Race uh, uh, sixteen with the allegedly the same lip sync song they did on Drag Race Varia. Uh, spoiler, friends. Um, but listen, I, I I think Kimmy P needs to show up. Maybe she didn't want to go to Colombia. If they film it in Germany, maybe she'll show up. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. We'll see. I mean, if they sign the check, then I'm sure maybe she'll. Hey, <laughs> she's here for it. All right. Any final thoughts on Drag Race Germany before we move to our next award? Um, I just think that it's insane how this is like one of the first franchises ever announced. And it just took forever to happen. And yeah. so for it to only be on season one, it's just like, wow. Yeah. This is the first one RuPaul talked about. All right. Next up, favorite supporting judges. Who do we think it is? OG, give me some names. So I'm not entirely confident that they're going to be in the top three, but I'm still going to say Bruna and Dudu. Okay. Zach, who do you want? Michelle Visage, Carson Kressley, and Ross Matthews. Okay. And T.S. Madison, technically she's part of that uh, rotation now. Rotation. Mm-hmm. Precious. Um, I know I sent in one that I that I decided not to do, but I want Diane Brill and Giovanni. All right, all right. Um, they didn't get any votes. Sorry. Third place, Bruna Braga, Duda Bertolini from Drag Race Brazil. Yes. Second place, Brad Goreski, Tracy Melshore, Candace Drag Race Four. Our winners, mm-hmm. Michelle Visage. Alan Carr, Graham Norton, Drag Race UK five. <laughs> Ooh, I think people just like the 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 saucy, funny Brits more than oh, um, T.S. Madison robbed. T.S. Madison robbed, but uh, they they did get fourth place. They did get fourth place. Um, Michelle was in fourth place, also with Reese. So Michelle three. She can't get all three though. She can't get all three. We'll talk about Bruna and Dudu a little bit later, but let's talk about Drag Race UK5, where our winner was Ginger Johnson. We loved most of them, right? Um, the Angels of the North were our top three. But Zach, let's just, we can talk about it now. The edited out queen. Oh, And goodness. the legacy of that. Mm-hmm. Um, that definitely was something... To where seeing the way it was addressed in America versus the UK, like you kind of like could put that next to each other. I wanted it to be like at least mentioned, 
But mm-hmm. as I far agree. as the editing, they did, you know, edit her out seamlessly. So the editors did <laughs> mostly do seamlessly. You you saw mostly. a nail or, or a shoulder here. And yeah, there. a little stamp mm-hmm. article here and there, a little pinky. But oh, you gee. know, hopefully oh, it doesn't God. happen again. I can confirm that there were supposed to be 10 contestants for Drag Race Belgique 2, but there's only nine. Oh. We'll oh. talk about that mm-hmm. soon. Oh, gee. Um, I would love to talk about Ginger Johnson, but she's not even the close to the top story of the season. It really was the Vicky Vivacious Mirror message and the legacy that that caused. <laughs> um, why do we love that moment so much? I think just because like we all love the drag race for you know the cattiness, the energy, the drama, the the shade and and all of those elements, you know, it's entertainment, it's reality television at the end of the day. So when we have those moments where a queen does a little bit of a jab or a this or a that, you know, we're all going to eat it up. We want to see the reactions. It gives us something to look forward to when they come back for a reunion moment to talk about and unpack. So I think there's all of those elements to it that really come into play. It's true. Now, now, now Precious, Ginger Johnson's mm-hmm. our winner. Um, she has been told by that panel of judges that her look with the um, no arms is one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Why? Um, I don't. I, I don't know. I thought it was funny, but um, is but isn't it funny that like two weeks later, Metamore can do the same exact thing? Yes, because um, it's a fashion reference. It's a fashion reference, but also too, it's like you know they never know when things are going to air, um, and it's not like anyone really was paying attention to one or the other. But I, you know what, UK was one of those where I do, I do, a, I do a little last queen standing with one of my friends, and so we always kind of pick like you know who our favorite queens are. We do UK and US mainly. And I literally picked the bottom five because I expected them all to do really well because it was one of the things like on paper, these five queens are, would essentially have been your top five. But because it was like so flipped on its head, I'm actually glad it worked out that way because the ones who were like who I didn't expect to do well did better. And I fell in love with them so much more the more I got to see them. But it was a cast. What, this UK was one of those ones. No, here we go. Can you, can you hear us? Oh, I've been talking. I'm like, my internet's been weird. Um, so yeah, so was I just like babbling it to myself? No, you're good, you're good. Basically. <laughs> you're good, you're good. Um, I want to go quickly. Ginger Johnson, Mike Morulli, who really won the season? Zach. Ginger. Precious. I, I still think Ginger won the season. Oh, gee. I would also, I think, still give it to Ginger. All right. Okay. There it is. I mean, she was great. She really was great. Um, I hope that season six isn't a comedy queen. Maybe Queen of Color. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, maybe. Mm-hmm. Let's try that. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Let's move on to our next category for favorite guest judge. That's going to be. Ariana Grande. Yeah. Who else? Who, who? What other who possibilities do we have here? I went. I voted for uh, what's her name, Christine McEmory, just because if anyone could talk shit to Rue and get her to laugh, that's a favorite guest judge of mine. 
I'm going to say that it's possible that some of the Canada ones come in. I'm thinking of Nelly Furtado or Tegan and Sarah. Nelly Furtado, Tegan and Sarah are are not in the top three, but they did place. Um, Third place does go to Drag Race UK 5 guest judge Kristen McKenemy. Second place, Pangina Hills, Drag Race Philippines 2. First place, I mean, stupid grande bitch. Mariana Grande, yes, and um, we're not even going to talk about how that was. Tech- that was her second appearance on Drag Race. Don't forget, people, she's mm-hmm. been on when she was a little, the little one. Also, um, I love when we have previous contestants come back and guest judge. Clearly, the RuPaul is never going to let that happen while she's on a panel. It's just not not going to happen. Um, I enjoyed Pangina. She was good. Pangina was amazing. I even like Sasha Valora on uh, on um, Germany. Did she have her own Herbert? Do are we ever going to find out if she had a Herbert too? I don't know. I feel like she had to. I think so. There there were definitely moments in the Untucked, especially where you could tell all of them wanted to speak English together, but they were told, "No, no, you're not allowed to do that." Right. Um. Because again, I I watched the live from the red carpet. Pandora speaks like very very good English as well. So. Very crazy, very crazy. Uh, but let's talk about Drag Race Philippines season two. Not as good as the first one, but it was there. Our winner was Captivating Cat Cat. We had three trans contestants, three very different human beings. Whoosh, <laughs> happened twice. And then the drama of Untucked. I mean, it is still the best Untucked in the history of Drag Race between Captivating Cat Cat and Miss Jade So going insane on each other. Um, the dramatic fallout of Hanabeshi getting outed by Didi Marie Holiday. Why do they just do it better? Is it because they have food? Precious is it? I think it's because they, they can food? eat. I think they can eat. Yeah. So they're so it's like they're they're like they're like I'm drunk. I'm full. Let's go. Uh. Talk to me about Drag Race Philippines too, because it did not have the spark of the first season, but it still was a very captivating season. Dare I say? Can you hear me? My yeah, is there talking to me? Yeah, my internet keeps Damn. like free. You guys keep I keep, it keep freezing, going, freezing, going. It's I don't know why it's acting stupid. There's nothing. That's wrong okay. Just city. talk to us about Drag Race Philippines too. I will. Ob cunt. She was so good and so robbed. Um, I, I think Bernie won the season in my heart. Even though the moment they put them in that lip sync against each other, I was like, going, well, obviously you're 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 not letting Bernie win. Um, Miss Jade so who I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like this bitch. I did fall in love with. She did. She won. She won me over during the course of the season. Um, I just thought it was just like, it was, it was a good cast, but I don't think like, I don't know. Mama Pow didn't feel like as connected as she did the first season at all. I think her looks were better, but I don't think, I don't think she was like, it was like for for me, it felt like Mama Pow was just like, hi, sign the check. I'm here. Like, it just ha- it didn't have the same vibe as the first season. And I think it's like, because season one was so like good and like loved, I wanted the same for two. And I think the cast, it had a, it, it was a good cast. I just didn't, don't think they just like, it didn't live up to like the the stakes of the first season. OG, can you translate Miss Jade So yet? I, yeah, exactly. I'm like, listen, 
Philippines 2, all about Miss Jade So to me. We have the same sunglasses as, as each other, which we didn't <laughs> even realize until the promo started airing. We just like get each other on that psychological level for sure. And I just always resonate with someone who is clearly a little delusional, lives in their own universe, and is just living in their own narrative. So mm-hmm. Jade So forever in my heart. Zach. Why is drag in the Philippines just so freaking good? They're cunty. They're very cunty. <laughs> like just the the whole female illusion of it, I feel like it's taken very serious. And with the first two seasons, you can see like they just they just serve you every single time. Now I do agree the first season was way better, but season two, I feel like as it will age, it's a season you can actually go back and rewatch. Like there were yeah. a lot of moments where, you know you can actually be entertained. I'm not the biggest fan of the winner, um, Miss Kit Kat, for obvious reasons. But, you know, that was just a whole lot within itself. So it also was a cultural moment, too, because of so yeah. much going on. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think it was, it's up there. It's up there. I think I need a little more time to be away from it because I do have such admiration for the first season. Maybe, like, before going into season three, I'll, I'll watch a little bit and be like, okay. I mean, at, at first, I was like, nothing is going to ever top pop off on Tay. Bush is pretty good. It's not a terrible Bush, track. Bush it's is not, uh, not, a, not a bad follow-up. Okay. Also, too, their makeover episode was just, like, so touching. Yeah. Like, it was one of the best makeover episodes of the year. Um, so, yeah, they had in the, the, the lipstick between Birdie and Cat Cat was it was a moment. It was definitely a moment. A lot that they, they were a lot of pros to the season. Yeah. Um, but then you have that uh whole outing episode, which was not so hot. But you know what? It was uh, resolved. That, that outing. It, it was resolved, everything was good, but oh my god, that I, if I were in that room with those girls, I would have been like, I I can I have like a blanket to cover myself, please. I would have just been eating more food though. All right. Let's move on to our next category, which is favorite look. I know this is very hard because we had about 50 million different looks this year. Zach, give me your favorite look of the year. Oof. Um, now, I feel like this is hard to answer because no matter how you answer it, there's always like a different opinion. Mm-hmm. But I was looking at Kahana's to the fruity. To be okay. Honest. Okay. OG. I'm going to go my girl, Matraka Supernatural. All right. Precious. Um, Jimbo's Net Gala. I just thought that was, like, brilliant. Our top three, with 9.5% of the vote, goes to Alexis Michelle, Finale Fabulosity. Second place, 21.4% of the vote, Matraka Supernatural. First place, 26.2% of the vote, Lena Galore, Twist. I mean, it was it was definitely a pretty amazing moment on that. I, I probably would have gone Matraka personally myself, because um, again, the, the, just bringing culture into a, a runway just makes me so happy. We had a lot of good looks, and it's really hard, especially with fourteen seasons, to pare down this list because I yeah. could easily give like certain people two, three options and then it just doesn't feel fair or whatever were there any looks that were not included on the original list that you think should have been included or any or any looks that stand out to you as something fun 
One of my like, favorites um, was uh, the Matraca design, the Levi, the the the, the design challenge on on yeah, Mexico. That denim runway, I just thought she, I just looked amazing. It's right there, you know. I put yeah. a picture of it. Zach, um, Sasha Colby's continental gown that she wore on the, sure, I sure, that the premiere. Yes. OG, any other favorites? Yeah, I think uh, honestly, just so much of what. Matraca wore on Mexico or like a lot of what Helena wore on Brazil like those two I'm just like you could say so many for both of them for me absolutely let's move over to favorite promo look oh gee do you have any picks yeah so I would go with um maybe as my favorite let's see uh let's go Galavado. Okay. All right. Zach? Um, promo out of everybody from the year. Just one look. Give me one look. What comes to my mind is Candy Muse. Mm-hmm. All-Star Tatum. Precious. Susan! Susan. Susan from Grinder. All right. Third from Grinder. From Drag Race 15, Princess Poppy. Second place. Drag Race Mexico, Galavaro. First place from Drag Race All-Stars 8, it's Alexis Michelle. I mean, stunning. She's gorgeous. But speaking of Mexico, let's talk about Drag Race Mexico. The winner was Christian Peralta in kind of a landslide. uh, Very, very strong. But uh, that domination of the top four of that season, easily one of the best top four in the entire franchise. Matraca brought fashion, she brought culture, but nothing will ever be as bad as that first lip sync of the season <laughs> where they were told, we want to get rid of both of you, but you both have to say because we can't do that on the first fucking mm-hmm. episode ever. Precious, talk to me about Drag Race Mako. Um, It was better than I thought it was going to be, um, just because I wasn't sure about Valentina and Lolita as hosts. Um, I, I think Lolita was the better of the two. Um, the cast was really good. Like, aside from that first episode lip sync, which was, whew, those first couple lip syncs were like, they were hard to watch. Um, yeah, they were. The fact, the fact that I realized Pixie Pixie got eliminated that episode by finding their, uh, their grind, their, uh, their alt Twitter the same day, I was like going, well, obviously you're not on the show anymore. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just like I had high hopes for a couple people that like didn't last long, and I fell in love with so many others uh, as the course went on. Like Matraca became like one of my favorites of the season. Her like like you said, the, her runways were just amazing. I love that she was bringing like culture to every runway, which is what you want when you're doing like a national season. You want to see what their culture is as they as they grow. Um, yeah, a lot of weird choices with some of the winners uh, early on. Like Regina not winning one challenge, winning one challenge that she shouldn't have won for, but lost the challenge she should have won for. You know, all that, Twice. all that fun stuff. Twice. But- Zach, talk to me about the co-host. Did you think Valentina and Lolita did well? I think they did well, but um, a lot of the intricacies of having two hosts, it is kind of weird to like have them both trying to do the same thing. I think it would have been better if they just would have given like Lolita the spot or Valentina. 
But to be honest, I think Lolita probably will have done better. And aren't they getting like a new host for the next season? No one really knows. No, there's nothing mm -hmm. that's official yet. So maybe they'll change that. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. OG, um, obviously you Matraka Stan the entire time. <laughs> will we see her again? I certainly hope so. I mean, because I think you talk about a contestant who in, like we've talked about already a couple of times, a true sea of drag race contestants at this point. They put so many queens through the pantheon every year at this point. You really need to have a special spark, a special flair to be able to truly stand out and leave a mark. And I think Matraka just has that. I think there's a real unique energy, a really wonderful, unique perspective to her drag artistry and what she brings. It feels really personal, really sort of kitschy in a way, but like, again, in the best possible fashion flair of that. And also is honestly a very talented performer as well. So I think it's a great combination for potential future seasons. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think Mexico, if it, there were less seasons this year, might be higher for a lot more people. But it came like smack dab in the middle of the year where people already had like U.S. fatigue and you were getting all these other internationals like starting up with France and Philippines. You're like, well, I can't start a new one right now. So Mexico didn't get as much love as it deserved. But anyone who hasn't watched it, I urge you to go back and watch Drag Race Mexico because... Um, again, when you can have so much love for your culture and infuse it into your drag, that's good drag race to me. Mm -hmm. Let's discuss our next category. Favorite entrance look. Precious, who do you think got it? Um, I voted for Astrid Mercury because that look was, ooh, she only she only could show so little and what she showed was amazing. Um, yes. I Yeah, I, I went with her just because I thought like that was a solid way to walk in. OG. I'm going to go Helena Matilda. All right. Zach. Melinda Berger. Don't, no, get out of here. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Oh my God. And the fact that she still claims she made it like that is just blasphemy. Oh my God. All right, here are the results. Third place goes to Helena Maljita from Drag Race Brazil. Second place, Pixie Pixie from Drag Race Mexico. But first place, showing that trans pride flag, Melissa Bianchini from Drag Race Italia 3. It was a pretty look. God, poor oh, well. Melissa Bianchini. She really just got fucked this year, didn't she? Mm-hmm. Next category, Runway Queen of the Year. So this is a new category on the Block Talk Drag Race of the Year Awards. It's for someone who had a great overall runway. Now, the way that I determined the nominees for this category were based on when I averaged all of the looks from each contestant throughout the year. So yes, I did the math for every single contestant who walked through the workroom door. Everyone here, I believe, had to have placed 85% or higher. So that's that list. Who do you think was voted number one by the listeners? OG. Not shocking. I'm going to go Matraka. Okay. Zach. Uh, I'm saying Lux New Orleans. Okay. Precious. Uh, I will second Matraka. All right. Third place, 14.3%. Melissa Bianchini. 
Second place, 16.7%. Matraca. 31%. The robbed goddess of the runway, Alexis Michelle, Drag Race All-Stars 8. <laughs> you know, she did have amazing runways. She really she, did. I believe, had the second highest average all season long. Yeah, she her runways were amazing. It's just it's just Alexis's personality is jarring. Listen, we're, if we we will talk about people's personalities next year, mandatory <laughs> meetings. Um, let's take a moment. I love to, her. Shut up. <laughs> let, let's take a moment to come to Brazil and talk about Drag Race Brazil. Our winner was Organza. They started the season with some terrible music videos that that they weren't even prepared for. But really, a lot of the drama off-season, off-camera, really tainted how this season played out. But Grad Queen was there, and she was great. <laughs> OG, talk to me about Drag Race Brazil. Yeah, I honestly think that Drag Race Brazil, well, I mentioned it when we were doing our top fives. It was one of my favorite seasons from 2023. I think that it was another just example of you know, whether or not they were always cohesive or not, great personalities for a cast. They would come for each other. There was that shadiness, you know, the Naza five o'clock shadow, never forget, would live on forever. <laughs> and then you, but you also just had these wonderful story arcs for the individual contestants too. I mean, you want to talk about rising from the ashes with Bettina Polaroid, that trajectory. So there were really some captivating and engaging moments that went throughout the season and then for me too you mentioned it as well but Greg with just so many of the looks both on and off the runway delivering every single week and then also one of my personal favorites too for the combination of the supporting judges um, on that panel as well with Bruna and Dudu I just think it was such a nice balance such a cohesive mix of so many different factors that really made it such a wonderful season to to watch and be a viewer for. Yeah, I agree. I, I think the the production elements were basically strong. They were they were good. Um, obviously, for Brazilian fans, this is the franchise they've wanted for ever. Right. So they got their chance, and I think the passion of not having the perfect season really tainted the 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 emotions of how the season played out. Obviously, this off camera battle between Helena and Organza really got dirty. Got really nasty, and we all know the Brazilian fans. Once they have their favorite, they will go hard and and it's not so pretty. Mm -hmm. Zach, do you have any thoughts on the overall season of Drag Race Brazil? Um, they definitely deserve their own season. Like it was way time for them to have their own show. And Craig Queen as the host, I think it was nice for them to give like a Queen of the Universe contestant mm -hmm. a chance to actually get out there. But um Meanwhile, Tiger Rob was like, Can I have a, a little attention, please? Anything? Exactly. And Organza, I feel like Organza gets a really, really bad rep. I didn't, um, I don't know, I think their looks were not that bad, but, you know, obviously someone else was deserving to win. That's fair. That's fair. Um, Precious, we had a lot of interesting, fun characters. Who would you say is the star of Drag Race Brazil? Well, my star was Bettina Polaroid. Um, mm -hmm. I think I think the standouts were M M M M Miranda, Miranda mm -hmm. or Melinda. I got Miranda. I, they're all blending together after after a certain point. Miranda was, I think, a standout. Like I feel like the final five were really had the most star quality to it. Um, Sharon's um, 
message during that uh the the PSA episode was just so moving. Um, it, they were just a lot. I think the characters were good, but I, I think yeah, I think a lot of like the interpersonal drama between them took forefront over like just doing good drag. Yeah, there was a little bit of bullying in that workroom, whether they wanted to admit it or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm going to ask you all a question. Mostly, this is for OG. Who wins in a runway runway slayoff, Helena or Matraka? Yeah, almost an impossible choice for me. I do think I'd give it to Matraka. That's fair. Anyone else want to weigh on Helena versus Matraka runway battle? Oh, I. Uh-oh. I'll give Helena some love. Give some Helena love. Precious, say it again. I think we lost you for some. Oh, uh, I said Matraka. All right, Matraka gets it. Um, let's talk about things that were funny. Favorite snatch game. OG, who is the winner from the audience? I think it's got to be Jimbo Shirley Temple. Okay. Precious. I think I think Jimbo Shirley Temple is going to win, but my favorite was Punani doing a Mandalore in front of a Mandalore was just mm-hmm. like ballsy. Well, but not knowing she was going to be there, but ballsy just doing it and doing it well. Zach. Jimbo Shirley Temple by far. Y'all are wrong. Third huh. place. 14.3%. Ashley Madison is Jesus Christ. 28.6% goes to Jimbo as Shirley Temple. And maybe it's because it happened almost a year ago. Number one, 33.3%. Lucy LaDuca as Joan Rivers. Oh. Oh, yeah. That that was a good Joan yeah. Rivers. That was a good Joan Rivers. Better yeah. than Jimbo's? I think so. Not, no, I don't think it's better than I Jimbo's. Think so. Oh, I prefer Lucy's over Jimbo. I think you know what the what made Jimbo's work was the fact that she had Scarlett Bobo doing Liza. Yes. Um, and they were just and the whole point of you miss your mother, smell my finger was just like amazing. We'll we'll talk about it a little later, but I feel like if we had a full 90 minute episode of Drag Race, maybe we would have had the full Lucy LaDuca Joan Rivers experience. Yeah. I didn't mm-hmm. have time to rewatch it. I don't know if y'all went back and rewatched the 90 minutes. No. No. I didn't I didn't care enough to do it. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Ashley Madison season. We're gonna discuss Strat <laughs> Race Down Under Three, where our winner was Isis Avis Loren in a very, very underwhelming season that gave us one of the biggest massacres of a pop star in Nine of a Thousand Kylie's. Ugh. But really, one of the faint my favorite moments was Ivory Glaze just fainting on stage. What a I what a it. moment. That and was if a that's moment. one of the highlights of the season, you know you're in danger, girl. <laughs> Zach, talk to us about Drag Race Down Under 3. Oh, my gosh. I have, like, a love-hate relationship with it because, like, actually watching it, I don't really care for it. But the queens themselves, like, a lot of them were actually very supportive of, like, what I was doing with the panel. So they're actually really, really nice people. Um, Ivory fainting out and just having that moment. I'm like, get your get your camera time. Get your camera mm-hmm. time. <laughs> so smart. So she's smart. Very, she's a producer. I she seen. got an extra episode. She got another extra episode stipend. It's brilliant. It mm-hmm. So yeah, that it was the best season of Down Under, I'll say that. Whoa. Okay. Interesting. Oh, <laughs> all right. Um, now Precious, I know you love your girl groups. Are you a BMX bitch? Um, yes. I think it, it BMS bitches kind of grew on me. Beep, 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 beep. Beep, 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 beep. And the fact that uh, Gabrielle lost her voice and made it work where, you know, where poor Angina couldn't do that in All-Stars 5. Um, <laughs> oh, no. I thought, I thought like, yes, 
the and also the fact that Ivory's uh, and Rita's song "Murder on Dance Floor" has now gotten a resurgence, so she now gets to hear that every day of her life uh, all yeah. year. Um, Gabriella Bucci was my breakout stars, if you couldn't tell by her being added to my collage back here. Um, the whole Hollywood's age just. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, do we even know how old she is? Does anybody know? Does she even know? I don't think she knows. <laughs> oh, God. Now, oh, gee. Of all the Kylie looks we could have had, why did they all do the same one from a movie? Right? Like, and it's always that drag race thing of the category is night of a thousand whoever's and it feels like so often they just go awry and so many of the queens end up choosing the same look that's been such a historical issue mm-hmm. and it's just like you know let's let's get some variety let's go for some real big ones let's go for some real eye-catching looks you know but also I mean it's it felt somehow appropriate for down under like small budget maybe everybody doing kind of the same not overly the top top tier impressive level so i don't know something felt a little bit appropriate but also not not very amazing and well, i think also the- know yeah. with the with the whole night of you're also limited to what is a the giddy image that they have to use to go against it mostly so if it's not in the US one, now mostly that's not just the us yeah i think if i was on driver's Sun under if I was on Dragon Thunder, my Kylie would have been Cammy uh, from Street Fighter. Okay. Okay. Uh, the cast was really, you know what? They were good. I liked the cast. They just were done dirty. Also, if anyone was done dirty, Miss Ivana Drink, who goes in there, her entire plot line is about being Mrs. Anita Wiglet <laughs> and also has to sit on the fact that she's, you know, separated from Anita Wiglet. Oh my God, poor girl. Poor fucking girl. Um, but you know what? I love the Down Under Girls. I really do. They are some of the sweetest people on the planet. I can't wait to meet the cast of Down Under 3 one day. Um, but yeah, production, you got to help us. You got you to give us a bigger budget, move studios, do something. We, we need a little more love for Down Under. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's what it's about. It's never, ever to diminish the talent of the cast and their ability to be performers or any of that is that unfortunately the production and the production value that they have to contend with mm-hmm. takes away from the experience of being a viewer of it, especially compared to so many other franchises now. So that's yeah. really this the sticking point around it that's very unfortunate for Down Under. Oh, and Adam Lambert was there. Can't forget about him. <laughs> yeah, hey. All right. What, was was he there for the for the fainting? No, he, he had his own he, he had his, his song for uh, the lip sync. Oh, that's right. I, I mean, also hero th- cover. Yeah, that's right. I also feel like this is the one franchise that Rue hosts that she could give two shits about. Yeah. Let's move on to the next category: favorite song slash remix. This for those who did vote. Uh, yeah, I cut out a lot of options because there were there were some really just terrible bombs. Mm-hmm. Zach, who do you think is the winner? What song? Oh. Um... I don't know. I'll give it to the the season fifteen remix, even though they have one or two rocky verses. That's fair, precious. I, I think I, I I believe blame it on the Ed is probably going to be high up there. My personal favorite of the year actually was the Espana three one fever. I can jam out to that song. Don't know half the shit they're saying, but the beat. 
you know what? Supreme Deluxe, very good recording artist. She's very, very good at it. OG. You already know what mine's going to be. It's got to be every queen from Drag Race Sweden. All right, here we go. Third place. We are Legendaire, from the full cast from Dragon's Bronze 2. Second place, Anitra, Lux Noir, London, Mr. Scissorbell, Books, Sasha Colby's Blame It on the Edit. First place, the Swedes came through. Every queen, Admire Thunder, Pussy, Fontana. Yes. I am so happy. I use that as a wake-up song. Um, it is it is so good. And, the, and it literally is meant for every queen on this planet. Um, mm-hmm. So if... You do not know this song. I urge you to listen to it. There is the version with the three of them. There is the version with just uh, Kyle and uh, Fuchs Deluxe. Um, both amazing options. This is the song you aspire to write a verse for. And I am so glad Drag Race Feria got it. Speaking of, it's time to talk about Drag Race Feria. Our winner, Admire Thunder Pussy, who got to win without lip syncing once. Not even for the crown. Why did it yes. happen? No one can we still tell us. No one can tell us. Every queen, brilliant song. But we have to talk about the insanity that was Antonina Nutshell's journey. She slaughtered them all by giving mm-hmm. the least. OG, let's go. Talk to me about Drag Race Feria, one of my absolute favorite seasons. Yeah, it was just like really incredible just for so many reasons. I mean, and you were just pointing to one of the biggest, like as much as I did feel bad about it, I kind of feel like I was dragging Antonina when we would do our recaps of Sweden, unfortunately, because she didn't have the greatest showing. But that was incredibly iconic, like one of the worst track records. And then to also (laughs) have this incredible, strange moment to come back from a reading challenge and also continue to do poorly. Like, just, I mean, you can't make that up. Like that right. is- and, and and in the process, knock out two front runners. Right, exactly. So there were those really dramatic, strange turns. And then also I would say too, just like a really wonderful, well-rounded winner in Admira. So there were a lot of those factors that for me just made it such a really enjoyable and unique season to watch. Uh, and I really, really just enjoyed it so much. Easily one of my favorites from the year. Now, Zach, everyone's talking about, oh, my God, this is the first time we've had immunity since season five on Drag Race 16. No, no, no. People are forgetting we brought back immunity for one episode on on episode one of Drag Race Feria. Are you a fan of immunity? Should we keep doing it? No, we should definitely not keep doing it. Like, it gives people an excuse to not do as good, even when they still will do good. But just get rid of it completely. Precious. Yes. I know you're still upset about um, one of the queens behind you, who obviously got knocked out by. Oh, the, you mean her? Show. You mean you mean mm-hmm. you mean this one right here? Yes. 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 Um, I, you know, I think as we're discussing, I was like going, "Oh yes, Sweden was really good." I guess I blacked a lot of things out because it happened so long ago. But yeah, it's the fact that you got Antonia to come back via reading challenge, which is, I think, a great way if you're going to have someone come back. It should be the, during the reading challenge. I think that should be def- something uh, the American season does. It was very... Yeah. Um, Bianca Del Rio. It reminded me of Bianca in season six. Uh, it, it was very... she. Was, it was very much like clear she was going to win, but she still served 
every time she was on that runway. She was mm-hmm. just so amazing. Um, Santina's um, exit line, only RuPaul can judge me, was iconic. Even her entrance, I'm sorry, just the massive entrance line was amazing. Um, yeah, and then Electra. My God, can anyone be more hotter than Electra? I, I was in love we'll with her. We'll, we'll find out. We'll find out soon. Um, yeah, I, you know what? It's just like, it was just a really good showing uh, for a first season. Now, I don't know where we're at. I do not know if we are getting a second season. No one knows anything, apparently. I do remember uh, some of the amazing Swedish listeners telling me that it was like the hot show of the year when it was airing. So I don't know why it hasn't gotten a second season pickup. I do also believe that all drag races are guaranteed two seasons. So maybe um, it's some scheduling thing. I don't know. So if anyone yeah. wants to let me know when I'm going to get my Swedish friends back, I, I need them. I need it. And also I, I, I want to really shout out um, Fox Lux for being a really dynamic and interesting, different drag artist as a, as a host yep. and, and proves that you don't need to be, female presenting drag to host drag race and i think really drag is very one of the most underrated of the year timing was everything but oh my god i am so happy and we had lorraine before she won a second time at eurovision so that was cool <laughs> uh good times i really like that season i the only the only issue was why do they do kisses of fire as their abba song come on really <laughs> really I'm still yeah so many that. choices all right speaking of lip sync let's talk about the iconic lip sync of the year Zach, what do you think took it? Anitra versus Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. All right. Precious. I think that's going to be high up there. My favorite lipstick of the year was the Bernie versus Cap Cat of the Power, because that was just so moving. It was just like, uh, everything you want out of a lip sync. LG? I try to act surprised when I say Galavaro and Matraca, the Rosalia. <laughs> They got fourth place, sadly. Um, third place is a tie for Bernie versus Captivating Cat Cats, The Power, and Clover Bish and Kelly Roller doing I Mama. Second place, come through Amy Yonsei Chanel versus Near Enough with number one, Anitra versus Marsha, 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 Boss Bitch. Uh, come on. I mean, what, what, what a time to be alive watching those two. It was great. She literally leaped over her and like the world went crazy. Free Willy. Yeah. Free Willy. Well, we, we we mentioned Drag Race Espana finally, so let's talk about Drag Race Espana 3, <laughs> um, where our winner was Petita, but did did she really win? Also, if you watch the uh, live from the, red, the pink carpet, fluid English. She speaks brilliant English, not even an accent. I was like, where did this come from? Can we just have all the queens just come together on the show? Like, what is happening? Kelly Roller made the final four, shockingly knocking out two big, big, stars in clover bish and bestia and also uh the hobbies hate women bestia uh, i mean clover bish got massively disrespected oh my god um we've said on the podcast before drag race espana one of the best franchises uh their junior year third season not so great precious what happened why do we have a bad season precious of drag race espana um I think two was just so good that no matter. No, there you go. Oh, there we are. Um, I like I said, I was saying uh, two was just so good that I think anything afterward was gonna not be as great. There are some like great queens in the season. There's some amazing runways, 
But yeah, I don't know. It's just I think it was they've put in a clear front runner in Petita, and they like and then the whole Kelly Roller coming back kind of left a bad taste in your mouth. Um, and then Vinina, like her whole storyline, I'm like going, if she doesn't want to be there, just let her go. Why keep? Why wow. are you keeping her? Why are you keeping her? Um, just so you can like almost give her the win. Uh, yeah, there was just yeah, there were just a lot of moments where it's like. And a couple of the challenges were weird. Now, Zach, obviously bad season uh, in España, but they said, well, we're going to give you an all-star season. Enjoy it. Should we have high hopes? Or are we now going into all-stars feeling like it's going to be bad as well? I am actually very excited for the all-stars because España is actually where I started like, making Drag Race content. Like It was season one. I was like, I want to review this show because it's just their drag and their level of just expertise you see in the talent show so yeah. their all-stars is going to do really well um i think it'll be better than season three. OG, we are going to get three contestants from espana we have hornella gongra we have paquita and pink shadora why um you know i think maybe it comes down to availability <laughs> yeah. and but what's crazy is the season hasn't that. even aired the season the rumor is when they were eliminated they were offered the spot to come back for all-stars yeah and that's so interesting too because it's like maybe it's also then timing of when they were thinking people might be prepared to come back and have enough time to put a package together for the all-star season so you never know it could be any number of things what did you think of the impact of clover Bish on the season yeah, I mean, I think that it was just such a significant dynamic personality and so many people just had a great response. And I always think that it's wonderful to see when fans and the community really rally around particular contestants, because it also reminds you just what makes being a Drag Race fan so great. I think sometimes there can be so much uh, of the negative and the infighting, so to speak, or tearing down certain queens to build up your favorites um but really when we're able to just celebrate artists for what they do and especially when they don't necessarily make it to the end or win those are really just wonderful moments and amazing contestants to be able to celebrate now i am very hard on the hobbies um we might see the hobbies on another program later this year we don't know who knows would you prefer seeing the hobbies sitting next to RuPaul and Michelle, or would you prefer Analog King sitting next to RuPaul and Michelle? I'll, I'll open it up to the group. Who, which the which would you prefer? Anna. Yeah. Yeah, probably Anna. Yeah, I'll say Anna as well. God damn it, Hobbies. They just are pretty and have money. Whatever. Honestly, I want I want Michelle, Anna, and... Um, oh, yeah, God. And then, yes, I want the three of them together because I think that chaotic energy would make amazing TV. I agree. And Diane Brill. Throw Diane Brill in there. You have to. Da- there well, Diane Brill. Oh I think gosh, she's. Diane Brill. Oh my God. I want her to be in English, but still calling out Herbert. Like, just, just for fun. <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Uh, well, Drag Race is Spawn, you three. We're going to move on from you because I just still don't love that season. Um, but let's move on to our next category Most Shocking Elimination. Precious, give me your shocking elimination. Um, I I think I put in Pixie Pixie because of the fact that like I saw her penis after afterward. Um, but I think I think my most shocking would probably go to Edna. 
from uh, from from, uh, from Belgium. Uh, I think that I am gonna go with Lele Cocoon. Mm-hmm. Zach. Uh, I'm actually gonna say Bestia from season three of Hispanian. All right, here we go. Third place, 14.3% goes to Kitten Caboodle out during the lip sync slayoff. And I'm just going to say this right now. I'm telling you, if it was not that, she would have potentially won this season because every challenge after she would have placed high. Yep. Just yep. saying. Yep. Second place, 21.4%. I'm McQueen eliminated by Antonina Nutshell after return to competition and going win high, high out. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. First place, 26.2%. It's the shocker of Heidi and Closet leaving the competition at on Drag Race All-Stars 8. Now, you had mentioned Edna. She actually was part of the fifth place conglomerate here. So we're going to take the time to talk about Drag Race Belgique, where our winner was Drag Queen. Rita Vega, who knows, knew very little about Belgium, got to host the show, and she tried her <laughs> darndest. We had high quality drag from a really artistic group of queens, but I know our dear friend of the podcast, Edna Sorgelson, is triggered every time she hears Philomena Kunk and Pump Up the Jam. <laughs> Precious, talk to me about Drag Race Belgique. It was a really good first out. Like, I thought the cast was really good. I fell in love with Susan. Um, I was probably, I was in the ballpark of thinking Dry Quinn was the rightful choice for winner. Um, it was just so much fun. Like it really, mm. I didn't mind Rita. I thought Rita did a good job for her first outing, um, here. Uh, the judging panel was really good. Um, yeah, it was just, I just had a lot of fun with this one. Now, Zach, everyone knows I love Eurovision for those who may not know. Judge Musti will be representing Belgium for Eurovision this year, which is amazing, amazing. Um, did you think he was hot as much as I did? Um, they're a cutie. They're a cutie. Yeah, attractive. What What are your thoughts on Drag Race Belgique? Was that one that you enjoyed this year? Um, so Drag Queen definitely deserves a win. Like, just the fashionability, like the runway package, I live for. Rita Vega, I hope they give Rita Vega another season just so that she gets more into like the feel of it. Because when I heard she was the host, I was actually interested because yeah. she wasn't about to win uh, her season of Canada versus the Royals. So give her something. <laughs> she needed something. Yeah, I mean, the, the season's coming back in um, days. So we're going to see how she like does, a week, obviously. Yeah. Uh, we are going to have the return of Rita Vega and the return of Musti. Luffy is not returning. And if anyone listens to the podcast, we know how happy I am about her because she was terrible. We are getting Leo <laughs> instead. For those who may not know Leo by name, she was a guest judge on the season. She also had her song Banana Split appear twice on Drag Race, once on Drag Race Belgique while she was there, and season one of Drag Race France because it's a French song. Oh, gee, what did you think of Belgique? Yeah, I mean, for me, I honestly think it was one of the harder ones for me to watch this year, um, which is a me problem, like, fully, because they just, especially Rita Baga, they spoke so fast that my subtitle <laughs> reading, I was, like, trying to keep up. So, listen, I'm like, no shade. That's totally a me problem. Um, but I think, like, that's something that is almost a nice problem to have in a way. You know, I think we're at that time and place where 
there are so many franchises to keep up with and we should have more that are for other regions of the world for people whose predominant language is something else other than English and to be able to celebrate those drag communities and cultures that's really so important and so wonderful to be able to see at this point in the evolution of drag race itself and it's going to be very interesting because I know there is still discussions of well where is the love for the Dutch speakers of uh Belgium are are we going to have the Dutch speaking uh people like Susan, who predominantly spoke Dutch over French, get a chance to uh, have Drag Race Holland come back. And I'm, I'm, I'm telling you right now, if Keta Minaj, again, like Jenny Jacquet, really gets people excited for Drag Race Holland, there is a reason to bring it back. Maybe yep. with a different host, uh, but there's a reason to bring it back. So we'll see. I, I, I still hold out hope for Drag Race Holland. Um, Just let yeah. MV Peru host it and we'll be fine. Yeah, or or Vanessa, yeah. she 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 lost out on this job. Let her have that one. No, I did not like her as a guest judge in the final she was episode. Mean. She was very mean. She was especially to Susan. She was very mm. mean to Susan. She was not. She was very I, mean to Susan, nice to and I, it, right, it, it was yeah, it was that thing to be like, I'm like, if you were the host of this, I don't know if I would have liked the season. Okay, Envy Peru. Let's get Nikki tutorials back. Let's. There you go. There, there's our. There's our. Judge there you there. go. All right, we're going to move on to a category which I know Precious is very excited about. <laughs> it is Crate of the Year. Let's do it. Zach, give me who do you think is the trade of the year? The trade of the year? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, um I'll I'll say I'll say Anitra again. Good choice, good choice. OG. Venus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. With the penis. Precious. <laughs> that part. That part. Who are we going with, Precious? Um, uh, I, you know, I already said earlier, Electra, but Lucilla Duca has a, you know, right there underneath her. All right. I want to give you all the options because we did have a, a little smattering. Sixth place. With 2.4%, we had a tie between Kahana Montrese, Kelly Roller, Lucy LaDuca, Punani. Fifth place uh, with 4.8%, a tie between Nasha Lopez, Daddy Pandora Knox, and Pixie Pixie. Fourth place, 7.1%, goes to Venus. Our third place, 9.5%, goes to Anitra. Second place, we had a tie with 14.3%, going to Aramayari and Electra. And the trade of the year with 31%, probably because everyone saw their winning look on Drag Race Italia, Lena Galore. Mm-hmm. All I'm going to say is the one regret for me not being at DragCon UK this year was the opportunity of not getting to meet her wearing that look. Oh my god. Um and the nerve of Michelle Visage asking if that was a breastplate, you bitch. Um, <laughs> Lena Galore is the cutest little Italian meatball. Usually not my type, but dear god, what a hot sexy man. Mm-hmm. Can I just say the the nipple gate of this year, the fact that Lena won with just bare chest um ashley madison almost got almost had to be up for elimination because of a nipple slip and now breastplates with nipples popping out of the thing this year so <laughs> i just need a rule look I up need your mind rule. rule i need i need a rule like what, what what about nipples can and we cannot do 
All right, let, let's make the rule for him. I say uh, free the nipple. OG. Free the nipple. Oh, yeah. Free. Free exactly. the nipple. All right, there it is. There's the rule. Uh, we talked about Lena. Let's talk about her more. It is Drag Race Italia 3. Finally, a good season with a, a not a shocking end result where it was just weird again. Uh, we got high fashion from Lena Galore and Melissa Bianchini. Melissa Bianchini got disrespected, but was she really the character of the season? But really, if anyone listened to the podcast, you knew me and Scout just could not stand <laughs> watching Silvana and Sapario get praise week after week after week. Sapario, go back and watch the lip sync, bitch. You fucking deserve to be eliminated. You blocked Lena Galore. Uh, OG, I want to start with you here. I, I didn't get a chance to have you come on the podcast with me and Scout, but what do you want to say to the listeners about Drag Race Italia 3. Yeah, I really think that it was such a great season with a different and a range of mix of, of characters and personalities. I mean, I was revisiting actually just today the uh, premiere of Italia 3 yeah. and looking back at the talent show and just the like really broad spectrum of talents that got showcased <laughs> you know in within the within the show in that first episode um and it's just so interesting to be able to revisit that now that the entire season's wrapped uh and really just appreciating again a, first and foremost just the variety of the artistry that we were able to experience this year absolutely now zach i i feel like something that we as american viewers it's harder for us to watch some of the international franchises because yeah, we have our own problems here in the States, but there there is inherently uh, uh, some more racism in other countries, namely Italy. Do you think that that is part of why maybe um, the trans person of color did not win the season? Um, That definitely can play um, a role in it, like politics and everything. But like with Drag Race Italia, it was kind of hard for me to keep up with this season just because of the whole aspect of, you know, you have to actually sit down and not just yeah. look at the season, but, you know, get into what's actually going on and read your subtitles. So from what y'all are saying, I'm going to actually watch it, like, later tonight, tonight when I'm free, <laughs> like, just to get into it a little bit more. I mean, for me, it's the fashion. The fashion between Lena and Melissa was just superb. Like, I would have put between the one that won the look and Lena Galore's uh, cinema iconic look of the uh, um, shower. Brilliant. There, there, it was a lot of high fashion drag. Now, Precious, Daddy Priscilla. Yes. Great year. Great year for Daddy Priscilla. I will say I think this was probably the best Priscilla has done as a host. Yes. I think having, like, the new production company... Because like I said, and I think our preview podcast was, this felt like a first season more mm -hmm. than a third season. I think having a bigger cast of queens, the the look of the, everything looked different, looked new. Um, so I think for me, uh, best look, I think also talking about Lena, that Bumblebee look was yeah. amazing too. Um, it did feel like the, that they were, pushing Silvana and Safario down your throat every single episode. Um, but this season does win the award of the. Uh oh, no technology. What did it win the award of? Tell me, tell me, the tell one me. I completely watched all the way through. Cause I still have not finished two or three or one or two. 
Okay, I think I got it. I think I got it. Um, Wait, okay, did I freeze yeah. again? You did freeze when you were like, it wins the award of what? What did it win? We got a cliffhanger. <laughs> and we're getting one again now. No, technically. Okay, okay. What, what, what do I need to repeat? <laughs> what did it win the award of for you? Oh, that I actually completed it, unlike oh, one no, and two. Yeah. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, I got, yeah. Yeah. Um, now, I do want to make mention when we, we we did say that it felt like a new season because, well, we did get some new um, friends on the judging panel. Obviously, the one and only Chiara Francini was still there and not as many headpieces this season. Very disappointed, but she is absolutely insane. And there are still rumors that she might appear in another franchise somewhere this year. If it is true, dreams are coming true. And if it's true, we demand more headpieces. Correct. <laughs> now, we had a Paula and a Paolo. Uh, very mm-hmm. confusing. Very confusing. Very Italian. For those who watched uh, White Lotus, then you know this is one of the evil gays that uh, Jennifer Coolidge shouted out uh, at the Emmys in her speech. Uh, Paolo, Camille, great job. I know she's an icon in Italy, but can we get rid of Paolo Yazzi? She was a fucking waste. She was terrible. And every time she wasn't there, she would send a video message that was definitely filmed before the season started. Such a waste. Yeah, and it's always awkward when you can tell that the content was created before the season. It's like, mm-hmm. just leave it out then. It's okay. Just don't include My it. My queens. Uh, but she had three lip syncs in the season, though. She had three songs that were lip synced. So she's getting her money. She's, she's doing very, very well. Good for her. Uh, but yeah, Draggers Italia, we're we're getting better. We're definitely getting better. We just got to do a better job at getting to the end and making sense. That's really the problem. All right, so we had our big our, our trade of the season. Now we're going to talk about our biggest crush. Who was the cutie patootie crush of the year? OG. Okay, so this one is actually a little tricky for me because mm-hmm. I have, I guess, th- maybe three you want to call it, but really two. Uh, of course, Matraca. I know everyone's sick of hearing me say Matraca, but I will stand <laughs> by it. Um, and then also sugar and spice, spice in particular. You can tell the difference? I really can. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Everyone is like, they're twins. And I'm like, to me, they are not. <laughs> that's fair. Zach, who, who's the crush? Um, mine for the year is going to be Kahana Matris. Mm-hmm, that's fair. Precious. Uh, my crush went to uh, Chanel all right so, so here, I'm gonna, we're gonna give you so all the names cute. again fifth place we had a tie with 2.4 percent coming for arizona brandy ashley madison denim Layla yarn naza sugar and spice vespi and victoria shakespeare's fourth place <laughs> we had a tie for 4.8 percent for clover bish and galavaro third place we had a tie for chanel nrx and ivory glaze second place we had a tie for 14.3% for Aurora Matrix and Matraca. First place with 19%. Um, I'm going to assume this probably happened thanks to the publicity that happened around when we were voting. It's Princess Poppy. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all, I love that bitch. And... The fact that I never followed through with that one is going to probably be the biggest mistake of my entire life. But um, I love her dearly. She's going to find out about this and she's going to be like, you fucking rigged it. I'm like, it's not true. I did not rig it. It's what the fan um, said. It's, it's what the what fan, the fan said. said. It's what the fan said. Uh, but good for you, bitch. Um, 
We love a goblin. <laughs> oh yeah, like the way that she's taken her career and just like pivoted it and Instagram and social media presence in particular to just trolling and being like that meme queen. It's just, it's iconic behavior. It's like- It really is. It's just so smart and- it, It's to the point now where they should pay her to come back. A hundred percent. They should pay her mm-hmm. to come back because she's going to give you viral moments regardless what she does. And I will be the first to tell you, she will win when she wants to win. She, no, she is, is very talented, excellent like. at drag. She is an excellent performer. She is a brilliant artist. When she is ready, she good. I can't. So wait. did Princess actually quit drag though, or is it like? Yes and no. She'll do it with that drag con. She said, um, "I'm quitting, baby." <laughs> well, I mean, she was at, after the Emmy. She was supposed. She was billed to do a Selena's show, uh, and the whole gimmick was she walked out and then revealed she wasn't in drag. She didn't want to do the number. And I think it was all for the gimmick, but. She'll do it when she has to do it, is essentially what I feel like is going to happen. Yeah, it makes sense. All right. Speaking of iconic behavior, let's talk about the most iconic moment of the year. Zach, what is the most iconic moment of all 14 seasons? <laughs> oh, um, Fiona winning Drag Race France. Okay. Okay. That's, pre- that's pretty iconic. Precious. Uh, I'm. I went with uh, Melinda's mental breakdown. Well, Amy and Nira were fighting. Very good moment. Um, oh, gee, what do you think is going to be the winner? Yeah, it's so tough because there are many. But I'm gonna go with Antonina re-entering on the reading challenge. Oh, that was good pretty one. iconic. Uh, did not win. Did not win. We had a tie for third place. Ivory Glaze faints before lip sync, ties with Pandora Knox becoming first AFAB winner. Both very <laughs> iconic moments. <laughs> Second place, we've talked about it already, Anitra free willies over Marsha in lip sync. And first place with 35.7%. Maybe it's a recency bias or maybe it was just that good of an untucked Melinda's mental breakdown while Amy mm-hmm. versus Nira fight. Um, that was brilliant. That was good TV. Yeah. And Desires. the fact that we have a script, so it can always be read. I, <laughs> Incredible. I want to see, I want Incredible. To see perform it. Like, Melinda Verga is not the best drag artist, but she is the brilliant reality television character. She had no mm-hmm. idea what she was doing in that moment was going to be so big, but it was amazing. But the fact that you had her doing what she was doing while Amy and Nira are doing their own thing, you can't you can't script that. You can't make mm-hmm. that shit up. So good. All because of a design challenge. Yeah, all because of Vivian Westwood. And I've said it before. Get rid of Vivian Westwood. I don't want it. Just give me one more night of a thousand Vivian Westwoods. We're done. <laughs> no more Vivian Westwood inspired. Melinda Verga has broken it forever. Yeah, it can never be topped. Can never be topped. But yeah, mm-hmm. we had some really amazing moments this year. And so it was kind of hard to to slice and dice to get to this point. But now is the time to talk about Candace Drag Race Season 4. Our winner is Venus. In a very underwhelming finale where we had four solo tracks that should never, ever be done again. Oh, please do not ever do mm-hmm. that again. 
we had an untucked fight. We had the Golden Beaver, but we had Melinda Verga. Zach, let's start with you. Where where do you want to start with Candace Drag Race for? Candace Drag Race, I feel like it's gonna be trend setting as far as you're gonna see seasons not do a twist like all the way through. Because the way they did Golden Beaver, that really made the season. They didn't yes. overdo it. They had a brilliant cast. You had Venus, you had Denim, Melinda Verga, of course, is a star. Near enough, insane performer. Like the performance aspect of Candace Drag Race. For this season, oh, it's a match. The girls were lip syncing. Oh, gee, I feel like you want to talk about Melinda. Always, always. My friends and I like quote her pretty much on the daily because With she's gratitude. just that incredible. Just like for she's just everything she says is just so like it's it's so obviously not planned, but also just so incredible. So it's like that person it's you're talking about an individual who was clearly made for reality television what would happen if you put her in the same room with Alyssa edwards i just think the room <laughs> would explode like the cameras you would need mm-hmm. to put them in a room that is just made of cameras i think because like, like her dress yes yes exactly you would need like the Alyssa edwards dress but just a room of all cameras to be able to catch both of them from every angle because it's someone who's just like they think think that they are the center of everything as they should be it's someone just living their truth living their life and just genuinely being in front of and just living the world living out in the world the way that they are and cameras just happen to be there and that's like the the magic of reality television is when you get those individuals and i think you put it perfectly she is obviously not the top tier most incredible drag artist but she is reality television gold. And I think that so much of what made this season of Canada really incredible was just her presence. So they have her to thank for it. It's true. Now, Precious, we have mm-hmm. history being made with Venus as the first Indigenous winner on Canada's Drag Race. Um, I just recorded the finale recap. And for me, I think I enjoy her. But her journey was when and plateau she didn't win anything besides the first episode so her winning over aurora it felt weird but and that's why i think the ending was a little overwhelming do you think we had eight episodes and then a single episode or were they did it feel like a cohesive nine episode season oh you froze what was that did you feel like it was eight episodes and then a finale, or did you feel like it was a cohesive nine episode season? Because I don't know. No, I, I felt like it was a. I felt like it was a nine episode season. I do. I do feel like yeah. I think with Venus, it was she had like a, a good trajectory of the fact that she never was in the bottom, but she also didn't have as many wins compared to the girl that had more wins, but also had to be in the bottom twice. So sure. it, it was that weird thing. Um, I think for me, I think I would have preferred Aurora winning over Venus. I'm not mad that Venus won. Um, But uh, yeah, it's like for the season, like you said, I think if Kitten hadn't left when she did, I think it would have been a much different top four. Um, I also love the fact that Melinda had the breakdown to win the next episode doing the boxer Manny. And then someone on Philippines did his mother. So I just thought that was a nice little connection there. Um, but Listen, yeah. the amount of connections and doubles that we had this year mm-hmm. um, in Snatch Game, I could do an entire podcast about adjusting Snatch Game and, and learning how to pick references. 
exactly. Oh God, what I mean, Inez Brasil, we had twice. We had mm-hmm. Jennifer Coolidge three times. Oh, it was a mess. Such a mess. Such a mess. I also love. Well, speaking of snatch game, I also love the fact that Nira was like, "Well, I'm going to beat you at Jennifer." And wasn't even in the top that week. No, she wasn't. She wasn't. Hey, near enough. She is very talented. She is UBC one pre- she, presentation. Amazing. She is giving Miss Fierce Delicious a run for her money as biggest mm-hmm. brat of Canada. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. All right. We have one more award to give out for the meme of the year. So basically, it's your big line, your meme, whatever it is. Let's see. Who it's going to be precious what do you think the meme of the year is uh it's let loose i say let loose zach what is it going to be i'm gonna second that i'm gonna say let loose the let loose movement oh yeah as much as i of course love love melinda and her vivian westwood inspired behavior <laughs> i think it's got to be let loose all right i'm going to give you them all because we got some really iconic memes this year mm-hmm. sixth place we had a tie for 2.4 percent four I don't sew because I'm not uh, not Amish and I have good credit from Mrs. Kasha Davis. It's Vivian Westwood inspired Melinda Varga. Love most of you, Vicky Vivacious. And pamper yourself from Electra. Fifth place, 4.8% living on its own, Herbert Diane Brill. Fourth place, 7.1%. Can you even do the splits from near enough? Yeah. Third place, we had a tie at 9.5%. Walk that fucking duck from Anitra and... You know what they say, only RuPaul can judge me from Santana Sex Machine. Second place, not a soul can clock, Monica Beverly Hills. Get it, Monica. First place, 42.9%, Lucy LaDuca's Let Loose. Yeah. And we have one more season to discuss. We're letting loose on Drag Race 15, where our winner, call her mother, Sasha Colby. Anitra became a fan favorite and then hated by the fans for never showing up. <laughs> and we had 60 minute episodes because the real friends of West Hollywood can go suck my dick. Zach, let's begin with you. Drag Race 15. Why did you love this season? Um, the season really was sabotaged by the whole 60 minute episodes. But besides that, this was a really strong cast. Like, we got the fashion, we got the shade, we got Sasha Colby just being elegant and telling her trans story. And like, just from beginning to end, even from the first queen to go out, Irene, I feel like this is a really strong cast and they're going to be remembered. Like, I really, really like this cast. And even with um, just the whole aspect of them trying to follow season 14, I just, they, they did a really good job. Yeah. So season 15, yeah, one of my favorites. Precious, what was the biggest highlight for you for Drag Race 15? Um, oh, God. Um, learning Lucy LaDuca and I have the same birthday. That was one All highlight. Right. Yeah, um, cool. Let's see. Uh, I think Irene's water talent was, I think, brilliant. I laughed every time it came, I saw it on repeat. Um it was, I honestly feel they got rid of her because she, because Lux and her got into a fight early on with the whole 40 inch gate and they wanted Lux to last longer. And I think Lux was going to get her head if Irene was still there. That's my, that's my conspiracy theory. Um, I don't know. Honestly, I love the whole gag of sugar and spice and the fact that they had to lip sync against each other and choreographed a lip sync for their life against each other. 
who does that? I, I just on. love that Drag Race broke Sugar and Spice. Mm-hmm. It broke them. Yep. Oh, gee, I know you stand them. Where are they? Are they on a milk carton somewhere? <laughs> they just moved, actually, if you've been keeping up with Spice's Instagram. Um, they were just moving out of their townhouse somewhere else to another part of California and taking in the new scenery, walking around, doing their little thing, you know, still keeping in touch with their doll culture and doing all of that. So they're still out there. I mean, also never forget, though, that when they went to the Emmys, they left before the award was given out because their corsets were too tight and they didn't want to sit. So it's like legendary, iconic, airhead, bimbo Mm -hmm. behavior. I stan, I stan. And Sugar was featured on an episode of of Give It To Me Straight with Maddie Morphosis recently. Yes. That's true. true. Yeah, I I think Drag Race 15... Again, it was really, really hurt by the the elimination of the full episode mm-hmm. um, because it didn't give you full stories. It told you who we needed to know about and not about the entire cast. Yeah. So there were a lot of cast members who didn't get their their moments. And then to be like, oh, we're going to put this so on and you can watch the full episodes. Drag Race fans who watch everything like me, I don't have time to go back and watch. I already right. seen it. I don't want to watch and find that three minute bit that I didn't oh. see. And 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 people who do want to go back and watch it, they're they're not out in and sharing. Oh my god, this is the moment you miss because World of Wonder and Drag Race didn't share those moments either. Yeah, I think if they did a better job at, at illuminating, all right, this is what ended up on the cutting room floor. This is what you should have heard. Maybe we would have all gone back and discussed it more, but. I feel like Drag Race 15 got done dirty. Yeah. But really what got done dirty was the cast aside from Sasha because Mm. no one was winning aside from her. It was a battle of who was becoming a fan favorite, who was going to get a return phone call, who came in second place. It was the Sasha Colby show. Completely. When Marsha said it in episode one, it was over. So it was just Mm -hmm. a matter of let's watch Sasha Colby be Sasha Colby. So All-Stars 10 is going to be just them without Sasha Kobe. <laughs> hey, listen, that's that's a that's a um simulation I would definitely watch. Um and listen, I would say Poppy might win. Uh, who knows? We're gonna wrap this up. And I have a couple questions to wrap this up with. First, this is the hard question. Thir- 14 seasons are gonna ask you for three names. Who do you want to see? come back on your screens again from all the seasons precious i'll start with you oh i'm I'm thinking okay so of all the seasons i would say matraca okay lucy laduca mm-hmm. and Bertina polaroid okay all right good good choices zach um, I would say Aurora Matrix, Carmel, and Sasha Colby for all winners. Oh, gee. I am going to go with Matraka. Um, I will go with Carmel as well. And then I would also say, honestly, Irene. I really wanted okay. to see more of Irene in action. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw out Cloverbish, 
Fontana and Metamorkid. But you know what? There's a lot of people who we want to see come back again. Yeah, there's so many. And there are so many things happening in 2024. Um, as of this recording, we know that season 16 is airing. We have UK vs. The World 2 coming up soon. We have Belgique 2 coming up soon. We have Espana All-Stars coming up. Uh, we know that other seasons are in the can that are going to be airing soon. We have some seasons that are about to be filmed, some that have not been officially picked up yet. After this mega year of drag, what do you hope to see in 2024 on Drag Race? Zach? In 2024, I hope that we get to see like a better mix of like older queens and younger queens because I feel like, especially with Kid Caboodle, you get so many queens that just are knowledgeable about things before Drag Race was even really popular. So I think they should still give older queens a, a chance. But the social media girls, they do really good, too. So I like that mix between, like, throughout all the seasons. OG, what do you want to see? I think I'm going to connect back to what we were saying earlier in our conversation and just even more winners that feel like they truly were the winner and not just happen to be the winner of the final episode, maybe. Because I think that's what really makes the for the strongest seasons overall is when we as the fans can sit back and the majority of us can sit there and say, yes, I honestly think that person absolutely deserved it. Total package, you know, go forth into the world with that. Precious, what do you want to see in 2024? Um... I think a little more like cohesion with all the international franchises. Like it, like what we were saying earlier, like if you're going to do 12 episodes, cast a show for 12 episodes, don't do, don't like squeak a reunion episode in just to be filler when the show is still airing. Um, I would love to see more grand finales a la the US and how France mm -hmm. did with their number one. I, I would like to see other franchises grow in that aspect. Um, yeah. I want to see the RuPaul seasons adopt things from the international seasons. Mm -hmm. I want them to learn that doing different things is actually making the international seasons slightly better. And I also want to see casting improve. Um, I had my question asked at Bring Back My Girls uh, for the Drag Race mm -hmm. Down Under 2 cast uh, about age. And, and Spanky answered it beautifully. As you alluded to, yeah, Kitten Caboodle broke the system. Kitten Caboodle is brilliant. Melinda mm -hmm. Verga, older queen, brilliant. We had uh, Ginger on Drag Race France 2, an older queen. We are continuing to get older queens and proving it's not about being young and cute and ready for Instagram. Drag yeah. is a brilliant art, and I think we need to remind the younger generation anyone can do it, and that's a celebration. And really? I, I also, in that sense, I want to see more diversity. We yeah. had Victoria Scone break that door open and, and become the first AFAB contestant. And then you had Cloverbish coming in. And then you had uh, Pandora Knox not only coming in, but winning more of this discussion. But let's just do it with the Drag Kings, too. Put them on the show. Yeah. Yeah. If Rue wants to do it first, then fucking do it already. Nikki Doll would have done it. 
but she told no. So just do it. Like if you want to have your moment, have the moment, but we need to continue to allow more people the space to do drag and allow it to become and manifest being mainstream for all styles of drag. Now, usually we're only going to talk about drag race, but when it comes to that kind of thing, mm-hmm. we got, we're just, we'll mention Dragula for a hot fucking second uh, because they do open the door, but isn't it funny how the more that they open the door, they came, they seem to be um, a little reminiscent of the current show we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do we have to blend the worlds? Do we have to marry the and unite them together? I don't know. Do we need to just have spooky drag race? I don't know, but we, we are seeing how drag is opening up. We have drag den. We have call me mother. We have all these other amazing drag programs and it's proving that drag is important. I just don't want drag race to dilute it to the point Mm -hmm. where no one wants to watch it anymore. Yeah. I'm here. I'll cover all 5,000 seasons in a year. I won't (laughs) sleep. I'll do it. But I want these other seasons to have the same respect that the American season does. I want mm-hmm. people to be celebrating Drag Race Feria the way that they celebrate Drag Race 15. That's what exactly. I want. So I'm always going to be pushing out there to make things happen. I'm glad that we have a show like Drag Race UK versus the World 2, where you have four queens who have not been judged by Rue and, and have an audience who get to meet them for the first time. I'm excited for them to be seen by the world because we know on this podcast I stand Marina Summers and oh bitch I can't wait for everyone to see her. Um, <laughs> so I want that to happen. Spoiler free, Global All Stars that has potential to to expand and break open the the viewership of all the international mm-hmm. seasons. I want more of that. So if it means um, taking a break from a regular season of Canada and only doing a verse the world, I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We'll see. We'll see. Hire me, World of Wonder. I, I'm I'm filled with brilliant ideas. Even, I'm I'm ready. Just hire me to curate a, a Hall of Fame museum. I, I we can make it happen. It'll be great. Everyone easily, you could do that easily. It's so good. It'll be so good. Uh, just bring Candy Muse's boombox. Everyone will go take a picture of Candy Muse's boombox. <laughs> That's all you need to get it started. <laughs> oh God. That you know what? Maybe we'll do. It. I'll bring everybody back on for a podcast of the most iconic props of. Yes, I'd be here for that. I would fully be able to do that. (laughs) All right. To end this, where can we find you all on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? Let's start with Zach. You can find me on TikTok at Zach Iconic. You can also follow me on Instagram at Zach underscore Iconic. OG. You can find me on Instagram. My handle is OG double underscore fag or over on Blue Sky at OG fag. Not too much going on at the moment as I continue to uh, recover from a little uh, surgical moment scenario, but (laughs) we'll be back on my feet very soon. And precious. Uh... Not the freeze, as you're yeah, telling right. us. Like, <laughs> classic, <laughs> classic. Try again, try again. Oh, classic me. Uh, Venmo is Harry, is Precious is Harry. Uh, Venmo is Precious Envy. Uh, and nothing... Nothing. There, there, is. Is. Awesome. there it is. All right, friends. Thank you so much for being here. This was fun. And until next time, I'm sure we're going to be talking about Drag Race probably within days of this. The machine never stops. Next week, I'm back with you.